Welcome to the LHA Church Podcast. This is Jerry Galloway, and I'm the pastor of LHA Church. Thanks for joining us today. I pray this blesses you, strengthens your faith to know that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. We're in a season of prayer and fasting right now, our 21 days of prayer and fasting. We've been almost a week, and wow, what a week it has been. Wow. A week of spiritual awakening, a week of uh, the Lord being at work, a week of the Lord uh, shutting down the work of the enemy, a week of God being at work in people's lives, and I'm thankful. And uh, this morning, I want to encourage you, if you've not joined us yet in this season of prayer and fasting, I want to encourage you uh, to do so as uh as we're seeking the Lord together. And uh, this morning I want to do something uh, just a little bit uh, different. Um, I'm going to ask Lisa Plank if she'll come. Uh, last week, Lisa, following the service, came and she said, I just want to share something with you, uh, an area how the Lord has, has been at work in her life in prayer and fasting. And, you know, a lot of times we can talk about great concepts, but it, it helps sometimes when we can see a tangible thing and, and hear a tangible thing. And so, Lisa, this morning, I've, I've asked her if she would give, uh, take a moment to give testimony this morning as, uh, as to how God has been at work in her life uh, in the area uh, of prayer and fasting. Go ahead, Lisa. Well, pray for me. I don't do good talking up in front of a bunch of people. <laughs> Well, and when Pastor announced that we were going to do the 21 days, I was, like, super excited because that just, like, opens up a whole new level of your walk in God and in, in Jesus. You just can't even imagine. Um, in 2018, um, several months before, I had started reading up on 21 days of fasting through Jensen Frank, Franklin's church, and the Lord impressed on me to do it. And naturally, I went kicking and clawing because... I'm a chocoholic and charter member of, of readers. <laughs> so I was like, mm, I don't know about that. But I did. And um, one of my prayer points that was that God would help me get a different job. Because um, I was doing home care at the time, and it was nothing for me to drive 1,000 miles a week, every week. And I loved my job, but it was kicking my caboose, you know, in my car. And so six years prior to that, though, I had applied to work at the VA, and I don't know if anybody knows anything about the government, but they don't do anything fast. <laughs> and so when I applied initially six years prior, I got nowhere. So I gave up. I'm like, eh, forget it, you know. But when I embarked on my fasting, like I said, that was one of my prayer points was I wanted a different job. So I thought, well, I'll put another application in, you know. And... I didn't really expect to get anywhere, but I thought, well, you know, I made it a matter of fasting and praying, and um, applied, and within a matter of weeks, I got a call from them, and so I thought, okay, Lord, I'm going to push the line here, and did a, a Gideon, fat, uh, you know, fleece, and I'm like, well, Lord, if this is what you want, you know, and you're really opening this door, let them give me an email, you know, with the next amount of days. Bam, he did it immediately. So I'm like, okay, God, wow, I'm going to be bold. I'm going to pull another Gideon. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> if, this, if you're going to let me get in here that quickly, because, again, the government is slow. It takes an act of Congress to get anything done. And um, I said, you know, let me get my offer within X amount of days. Bam, he answered immediately. I mean, it was that crystal clear. And um, so... They gave me an, an initial offer, and I accepted it. But, you know, still with the VA, anything's fluid with them till you're in their door. Um, and I went ahead and put a notice in at my job, and I'm like, oh, Lord, you know, I've got a notice in here. Once I walk, I'm in trouble here, you know. Well, it started coming down to the wire, and I started praying, and I'm like, you know what, Lord, you open this door. You're going to see me through. And came down to the day, and they called me and gave me a final offer, and I walked in. So... I'm telling you guys, you just can't even imagine the power. You just can't. If you've not done it, it's not too late. I'm telling you, you can do it. 
If I can do it, y'all can do it. <laughs> God bless you, Lisa. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Today we continue in that journey, that 21 days of prayer and fasting, and I believe God is doing something new. I believe God is doing something fresh in our lives and in our church. I've spoken to several people this week. I've received a lot of texts, and they're like, wow, four days in, and go, God, go. <laughs> God has been doing some incredible things. Let's just stop. Uh, Let's just pray. We've done a lot of praying today. I think it's probably the best thing we can do today. Let's just pray. I want the Holy Spirit to prepare our hearts to receive today. And I want the Holy Spirit to prepare me to, to speak the words. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just come to you right now. Father, today I pray that our spiritual ears would be open. Pray, God, you'll give us a soft and pliable heart to not only hear the words, but to receive the words. Father, enable me to share, Lord, not what's on the heart of man, but what's on the heart of God for his people today. God, we need to hear from you. There's so much clamoring, so much chatter going on in the world in the midst of all that. God, we need a clear word from you today. So, Lord, I just pray you'll speak to us now in this place. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. When we talk about fasting, uh, I just want to take a couple of minutes this morning in, in, in introduction to, uh, to clear through a few things. And fasting, when we're talking about fasting, what we're really talking about is as Christians, we are voluntarily abstaining from food for spiritual purposes. I think it's real important that we clarify that this is for spiritual purposes uh, because this 21 days of prayer and fasting is not about a 21-day cleanse. It's not about a New Year's resolution. 21 days of prayer and fasting is not a diet plan. Uh, I, I will tell you, 21 days of prayer and fasting probably is a detox, but it's a spiritual detox uh, that begins to happen in our lives. But it's, it's when, as believers, we voluntarily choose to abstain from food for spiritual purposes. Now, the truth is, we might as well talk about the realities of fasting. Uh, it's hard. It's not easy in the natural. Um, I've got a word of encouragement for you. You will get hungry. Some of you may get a headache. Uh, your body will stop whispering to you that it's hungry, and it will start screaming to you that it's hungry. Your stomach's going to growl, and then it's going to growl, and then it's going to growl. <laughs> You will not realize how attached to food we are until you decide that you're going to fast. You never think about food as much as when you begin to take some steps like this. Your body is going to do everything it can to sidetrack you from fasting. But my friend, there are many things that fasting opens for you. I heard a friend of mine, a friend that uh, I was in Bible college with, uh, I was listening, he, he had done some teaching not long ago on some fasting, and I thought it was so funny what he said. He said this, he said, uh, when your stomach is grumbling and complaining at you, forget the grumble and get ready to rumble. Things begin to change in the spirit when we ignore what our body says and we give in to the spirit. You are going to begin to experience some things in your spirit. You say, we often, when we talk about fasting, we center all of our attention on what my body is saying. I tell you, as you begin to ignore what the body is saying, you will begin to hear what the spirit is saying. Often we're so busy listening to the, the flesh and the body, we can't hear what the spirit is saying to us. 
Fasting is going to cause your spirit man to get more and more hungry. You're going to experience your spiritual senses being heightened. I will tell you this, fasting is never convenient. And there's never a good time. People say, well, it's, you know, it's in the wintertime and, and uh, it's not a good time for me to fast. We come to summertime. Well, it's summer and we've got all these get-togethers. It's not a good time. There is never a convenient time to fast. We find when we look at the Old Testament, if, if you have your Bible, if you want to turn to the second, uh, uh, First Chronicles chapter 20 is where we're heading to. But in the Old Testament, what we find is there was times when there was, uh, especially Leviticus 16 talks about the Day of Atonement, when all the people of Israel gathered together and it was a time of fasting uh, for them. It was mandatory for the children of Israel. There were other times when they would fast. It was voluntary times when maybe they just needed to hear from God on a certain uh, situation. They needed a time of concentrated uh, time in commitment to God. There were other times when a leader might call the people of Israel to fasting when they were in an hour or a season of distress. It was a season when uh, they needed a breakthrough for a certain situation. They were faced with the situation and they said, you know, we don't want to have to settle for what our enemy is throwing our way. God is greater and God is stronger than what we are facing. And uh, I, I think I told you First Chronicles, Second Chronicles. So if you're in first, let's head to second. Second Chronicles chapter 20 is a great example I've shared from this passage so many times. I love this passage. It's a great example of the power of God. And it's a, also a great example of the power of prayer and fasting. 2 Chronicles 20, verses 3 and 4. What we find is uh, King Jehoshaphat uh, is the leader of God's people. Uh, their enemies are, are coming. It is a... Uh, not just a little army, it is a massive army that is coming against them. And the news reaches King Jehoshaphat. That's where we pick up in verse number 3. It says, Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord. And he proclaimed a fast for all of Judah. And the people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. What we find is the people have come together. They've given themselves to a commitment of prayer and calling out on God. And God heard them. And the truth is, the moral of the story is, God showed up. God showed out. God wiped out their enemies. And God proved once again that it was not a battle of flesh and blood, but it was a, power, it was a battle of the Spirit of the Lord at work. Romans 8 and 31 reminds us of that. What shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? The preceding verses, just up a couple more, Romans 8 and 28, and we know. I pray today you will know. I pray it will be a knowing inside of you. And we know, we know we've not been convinced by somebody else. We're not trying to convince ourselves. We know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Prayer and fasting, it gets the attention of heaven. There is nothing that will empower and change our church more than prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting clears our vision of what God wants to do. It clears our spiritual hearing to enable us to hear God speaking more clearly. And prayer and fasting softens our heart that we are receptive to receive what he is saying. We've talked about the Old Testament, some New Testament examples of people who engaged in prayer and fasting. In Matthew chapter 4, we find Jesus fasting. We find a man by the name of Cornelius in Acts chapter 10 who's fasting. The Bible tells us the apostle Paul fasted. 
tells us in the book of Acts, the church fasted, which brought an incredible clarity and unity to the church. I want to make a statement to you. Jesus assumed that we would fast. Jesus assumed that we would fast. Matthew 6, verses 16 through 18. Jesus said these words, When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. If that were modern day, he'd say, stop putting pictures of yourself on Facebook. Stop posting pictures and going, all oh, this fasting's killing me. Listen to his words. He says, truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. If it's about getting attention from man, then that's what you're going to get. But when we're fasting and praying, it's not about man and what he thinks. We're doing it for God. And the Bible says this, he can, Jesus continues on, But when you fast, put oil on your head, wash your face, so it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what is done in secret, notice these words, will reward you. Matthew chapter 9, verses 14 and 15 says these words, then John's disciples came. They asked him, they asked Jesus, so how is it, they said, that we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? There was a season they were noticing Jesus' disciples were not fasting, and they're like, what is the deal? We're doing this thing that is uh, encouraged. We're doing this thing that is assumed. Why aren't your disciples doing it? Jesus gave this answer. Jesus answered, how can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them? The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. Notice these words. Then, then they will fast. It's not a matter of if, but when. The assumption of Jesus is that we would fast. There is a reward that comes from fasting. God knows what is happening. God knows your heart. God knows your motive. And God responds in like. Fasting is not earning God's favor. It's really important because if you have the idea, I'm doing this, and by doing it, I'm going to earn God's favor, it is not a matter of works. The kingdom is not a matter of works. It's a matter of faith. Fasting is not earning God's favor. Fasting is about showing God how hungry we are for Him and how hungry we are for His will to be accomplished in our lives. It's not about works, but about relationship. What we find is there's an alignment that comes into our lives when we fast. There's a power that comes into our lives. Remember last week we talked about Jesus' words that some things only come about by prayer and fasting. What Jesus was teaching that passage, there are some things that are, 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 have dug them in a, a little deeper. Some things that have a little stronger stronghold on them. And he said there's some things that are only going to come about by prayer and fasting. I would submit to you today that there are things that God wants to do in our church this year that we need the uh, power and we need the extra push to get us there. For a long time, we've been a church sitting on the, the banks of breakthrough for far too long. It is time for a season of breakthrough. And I believe that alignment together in prayer and fasting has the ability to get us through where we need to be that extra push to get us over that place. We're believing in 2020 for a breakthrough in God's presence. We're believing that God is 
going to do greater things in our relationship with him this year. We're believing for a greater hunger, a greater desire for God this year. As we fast and as we pray, God is going to begin to break open the heavens in our lives. Fasting is the spirit part of us. Eating, how many of y'all like eating? Just be real honest and raise your hand. Isn't it amazing? We can almost make a sport out of eating. Fasting is the spirit part of us. Eating is the physical, fleshly side of us. I believe that through fasting, what we're doing, we are learning to say no to the flesh and yes to the spirit. Father, let that word sink in our hearts this morning. Through fasting, we're learning to say no to the flesh and yes to the spirit. I believe through the process of fasting, we're learning to say no to some old habits. We're learning to say no to some sins that have plagued us for years We're learning to say, no, I'm not going to be as I've always been. I'm not going to be known by that. My life is not going to be characterized by that thing. It teaches us to say no to the flesh, and it enables us to learn to say yes in the spirit. Learn to say no to the things that have held us back for many years. Through fasting, we're able to say yes to the spirit of God, who wants to take us deeper and farther and higher in our walk with Christ. Paul said these words in 1 Corinthians 6. He said, I will not be mastered by anything. I will not be mastered by anything. I want to talk to you for couple moments about something that's a real reality we are often mastered by food listen I'm not saying preacher got it all together and y'all are the ones that need this word I'll back that up again and say we all food has the ability to be a strong taskmaster in our lives And we often wonder, we hear other people say, well, I hear these things. I hear God speaking and God leading. And often it seems like God is a million miles away from us. Paul said, I won't be mastered by anything. We can often be so mastered by food, we can't even skip one meal. They say, I'm not going to eat, I'm going to pray, and I'm going to seek God for this time. We're so driven. Now, listen, let me just clarify something, because I know how the enemy works. The enemy will go, yeah, but, you know, I'm on medication, and I'm on this, and I I understand. There are some circumstances, there are some people, because of things in their body, they cannot skip. Uh, They have medications they have to take, maybe they're diabetic or those. I understand. The majority of us, that's not the case, though. Man, it is quiet in the church this morning. <laughs> Woo-hoo! The majority of us, that's not the case. It's not medication that keeps us from fasting. It's us. I will not be mastered by anything, the apostle said. The Bible says it is for freedom that Christ has made us free. Fasting has the power to break those strongholds off of our lives. I like to eat. I don't want to be mastered by eating. I want to be in charge. Don't raise your hand. How many times is food in control of us to where we can't say no? You know, we talk about Uh, fleshly appetites we talk about not just food we talk about sins we talk about habits and all those things can master our lives God wants to bring us to a place where we are not mastered by anything 
this Wednesday, when, uh, when we were getting this process, I, I was just uh, asking the Lord, I was talking with staff, and just, you know, how, how, how can we have some times and some season during this 21 days fasting where we uh, come together uh, in unity uh, for some of those seasons together? And one of the things I want to encourage you, this Wednesday, I'd like for all of us, now I know, I know during this time and this morning, boy, let me, I'm sorry, I've got a million thoughts in my head this morning. I want to get them all out to you this morning. Um, we handed out a guideline last week, uh, and, and we ran out. Actually, we didn't have enough. We have more of them this morning, and you can get them when you leave this morning, a fasting guide. But I know different ones are doing different kinds of fast. Uh, we're going to talk about some of those different kinds in a, in a couple minutes. Some are doing partial. Some are doing complete. Uh, some are doing Daniel fast. Um, whatever you're doing, what I'd like to do, I'd like to call us as a congregation together on this Wednesday uh, to do a whole day and give ourselves to prayer, a complete fast. And what that means is uh, as a congregation, for those that can, who those who can physically do it, those who... Uh, you know, their, their doctor will allow them to do it, to walk through a one day of a complete fast, uh, not eating anything, just drinking uh, liquids during the day, uh, this Wednesday to call all of us together, one day where, uh, though we're doing different kinds of fasts during the 21 days, one day where we come into alignment and we come into agreement uh, in that form of fasting for the day, and then what I want us to do is we're going to come together that evening, this Wednesday night. Normally we would have small groups this Wednesday night, a youth group. Um, this Wednesday night we're going to come together for one hour from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock in here in the sanctuary just for one hour of worship and prayer together. I'm not going to be preaching. We're just going to worship and we're going to pray together. We're going to give the day to fasting and then we're going to come together in that day of fasting and we're going to pray together in the evening. So I, I want to encourage you as a church, if, if physically possible for you, I'd like to invite you and encourage you to join with us in a whole day of fasting and, uh, and then come together for the evening, one hour of prayer and worship together on Wednesday night. And um, I believe the spiritual places that God wants to take us as a church uh, is going to be some of those things that will not come about unless we give ourselves to prayer and fasting. When we get to that place, God honors that. And fasting, I would tell you this, fasting gets the attention of heaven. Just, uh, you know, a reminder Fasting is refraining from food for spiritual purposes. Now, the truth is there are many physical benefits to fasting, but they're not the real reason for fasting. Fasting is about doing out without food for the purpose of spiritual growth. Now, let's take a minute. Let's talk about some of the types of fasting. We, this is where we were going to get last week, and we ran out of time to get there. Some types of fasting. Number one is there is a complete fast, and that is typically no food. Uh, just having liquids that can be uh, water that can be a fruit juice one things I, uh, I this is may sound uh, uh, too unspiritual uh, but I really want to encourage in this if you're going to do that and you're not going to drink water and you're just going to drink juice I encourage you don't drink anything with added sugar to it because when you do man it's going to throw your body for a loop and so you just want to do something that's all natural sugar Nothing, all, all of the other stuff add to it, or just water uh, for the day as you're fasting. Um, so that's a complete fast. That's the thing we often think of when we first think of it. Another type of fasting is a partial fast. There may be those who, during this 21 days of prayer and fasting, you're fasting breakfast maybe every day, or you're fasting lunch, or maybe you're fasting supper, or you're doing different things. There are others who are um, doing uh, like Daniel did in Daniel chapter 1. He ate only vegetables and water. Daniel chapter 10, we find he refuses to eat the king's meat, to drink the king's wine, no sweets, no desserts. Um, you might be doing what is called the Daniel fast, and that guide that we have for you, if you didn't get it last week, on the back of it, it gives some guidelines and some help 
uh, to help you understand what the Daniel fast is. We know John Wesley, uh, a spiritual, great spiritual leader of, of the past, would often uh, engage in the Daniel fast. And then there is, there's another type of fasting, and I'll be honest with you, uh, you can look at all kinds of resources, and there are some great resources in that, that packet. Uh, you heard Lisa mention earlier, Jensen Franklin. I believe God has mightily used Jensen Franklin to bring fasting to the forefront in the church world. Uh, but, you know, they'll call this type of fasting, some will call it soul fasting. Uh, there's lots of different names, but it's essentially those who cannot fast uh, from food, uh, for medical reasons, there are those you'll still lay something aside. There's an area of your life you say, you know what, I may not be able to go without food because of what's going on in my body, but I still can't participate. Listen, we often get so caught up in the works of it. God is not about in the works of it. God is looking at your heart. That's really what this is about. It's about you and the Father. And so you know what, you may say, you know what, I can't physically go without the food because of medications or things I'm on. But you know what? I can shut off Facebook. I can shut off uh, being online during the week. I can, I can shut off the TV. You, you will not die. <laughs> It'll all still go on. There'll be plenty of time to catch up another day. <laughs> you, you might say, you know what? I'm going to lay these things aside. I'm going to lay these things aside. Now, the other thing is we look at, well, how long is a fast supposed to be? The duration of the fast can vary. There are different numbers. We find different time frames throughout the Bible. We find there's times of three-day fast. There's seven-day fast. There's 21-day fast. There's 40 days. There's no real formula for determining how long you should fast. But really what we need to do is just ask, what's right for me? Now, we've given... Uh, the challenge to 21 days of fasting as a church at the beginning of the year to lay down a foundation for the rest of the year. How many of you know there's a season to sow and there's a season to reap? I believe this. I believe this. This is not just a religious duty we're doing. We are sowing seed for this year. We're sowing and we're saying, God, the first 21 days, we want to hear from you this year. We want this year to be totally different. God, we want you to have your way in this year. What an incredible way to start the year. There are those who uh, cannot, because of hurdles and obstacles, cannot fast fully. I just challenge you, do what you can. Do what you can. Here, here's one of the challenges that we face. And the problem is, just, just being real with you, our flesh will look for all the reasons why we can't fast. Have you ever noticed how hard that it is to fast? How much struggle goes on? I'm, I'll be honest with you. This week, man, we started fasting, and it was like everything that could fall out of the closet fell out this week. I'm not kidding you. You wouldn't believe all the devils that got shook out of the tree this week. It was crazy. And the first thing that the enemy will bring to your mind, maybe you ought to just back off this thing. Maybe we ought to not back off this thing. Maybe the devils needed to come out of the trees and this is the way we're going to get them out of the trees. Maybe there's some stir. Thank God there's some stirring going on in the spirit. We need it. We need it. Problem is our flesh is going to look for every reason as to why we can't fast. The enemy will do all that he can to keep you and I from seeking God. He doesn't want us to put aside everything to seek him. I've been to lunches with people and, and get there and I order my food and and they just have a water, and I'll say, well, aren't you ordering? And they'll say, well, I'm fasting. I'm thinking, wow, you are committed. I'm sitting here, and I'm eating all this grub, and you're committed. People say, well, I can't fast because i got a meeting where we're all going to be eating. You do not have to eat. It's okay. Isn't it interesting when we look back in the book of Genesis, chapter 3 and verse 6, 
that it actually there was an act of disobedience that came but isn't it amazing that food was attached to the act of disobedience Genesis 3 verse 6 look at these words when the woman talking about Eve saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food y'all ever looked at something and said that's good for food that's good for my food <laughs> she saw that it was good for food it was pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom she took some and ate it it has been said adam and eve ate themselves right out of the will of god hebrews chapter 12 verse 16 here's a challenge see that no one say no one See that no one is sexually immoral or is godless like Esau, who for a single meal sold his inheritance rights as the oldest son. How many times do you think we have sold out what God wanted to do in us over something of the flesh. We see the temptation the enemy brought even to Jesus who had been in the wilderness during a period of prayer and fasting. Matthew chapter 4. Matthew 4 verses 1 through 4 tells us then Jesus was led by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to lead you folks. Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days, 40 nights, he was hungry. How many of y'all think after 40 days and 40 nights, you'd be hungry too? We find this about the enemy. The Bible tells us he will leave until an opportune time to come back and tempt. Notice these words. The tempter came to him and said these words. If, if. If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered him and said these words, Man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Satan was tempting Christ not to trust in God's hand of provision, but in getting to rely on his own power, his own ability to provide for himself. The devil will use whatever means or method he can to get us uh, to get our attention off of God as our source for this life. We can come to the place we allow our appetite to keep us from some of the things that God has for us. You and I are blessed today to live in a land of plenty. We live in a land of food. But we can easily be enslaved to the thought that we absolutely have to have three meals a day. And it's easy to build habits in our lives, especially when it comes to food. Matthew Henry, the famous writer of the Matthew Henry commentary, Bible commentary, calls it King's Stomach. We can often get in a habit of eating when we're stressed. We get in a habit of eating when we're bored. We get in a habit of eating when we're worried. For many of us, food has become a crutch to help us get through those things. I will tell you, I'm a stress eater. Paula has to talk through her problems. I eat through my problems. Yeah, it's the truth. It's easy when we're stressed to think, well, man, that bag of potato chips sure will probably help me. That pizza in there in the freezer, it need to be in the oven, then they need to be in my stomach, and that'll help calm my nerves a little bit. I want to talk to you. 
I want to talk to you just in reality. The better th thing for me when I'm stressed, the better thing for me when I'm worried is not running to food, but to run to the Father. We need to start running to God more. We just need to start turning to Him more. Listen, you're going to eat the food. I'm going to eat the food. Two hours later, we're going to be hungry again. Same problem's going to be there. Same trouble's going to be at the doorstep. But something happens when we run to the Father. Something happens when we say, God, I need you in this hour. God, I know, I know you are my God, and I know the Bible tells me that you are powerful and you're strong and you're able. I need you. There are times when we need to learn to say no to those habits, break those addictive habits for the benefit of receiving the best that God has for us in our lives. Fasting is really just calling out on God and declaring our hunger for Him. You know, we can be so spiritual that we can come up with all kinds of fancy words and definitions, but I would tell you this, fasting really is this, God, I want you more than the hunger in my stomach. I want, I want you more than the drive the, the crazy drive in me to eat that food. God, I want a stronger drive for you than the drive I have for eating my food. I want spiritual food. For it alone has the power to really, to underscore that word really. It has the power to really satisfy my life and my heart. Friend, if you are struggling in an area of your life and, and, and you have an area, it just seems like you cannot get victory. I have, I have watched people that are believers walk through the same uh, habits for years and years and years and it's kind of like uh, they're dragging around a boat anchor and, and they'll get a few uh, months where they say, man, I'm doing so good, I feel free and it's not long they get drugged back again. Listen, if you have an area in your life and you need freedom, you need a clear break, you need a breakthrough, I want to welcome you to engage in prayer and fasting. If you say there's a struggle in my life, you say I, I, it's, I am mastered by things. It doesn't matter what it is. Listen, it, not everything has to be... Uh, you know, like the degree of pornography or adultery or drugs or you know, what, what we might typify as big sins, there still are areas we can be mastered. And there are areas we can be mastered in the area of our minds. We can be mastered where, where we can't, uh, we, we, we have habits of spending our money before the bills come in. It's a bad habit and we're mastered by it. Therefore, we can't ever, we talk about tithing and seeing God set us free, and we've never, we've never walked in. It's because we haven't learned how to man manage our money. That's being mastered. It doesn't matter what it is. We can be mastered by anything. We can be mastered by Facebook. We can be mastered by your cell phone. You can be mastered by TV. Listen, friends, it can be anything. Paul said a good encouragement to us. I will not be mastered by anything. You see in your life, you see some areas where you uh, are mastered. Maybe you're mastered by gossip. Maybe you get more enjoyment out of sharing a good morsel of gossip than anything else. I'm just being real. There's some people, they just, they hear it, they can't wait to tell somebody. Maybe you're mastered. Maybe you're mastered by lying. When your back's against the wall, you'll lie every single time so you don't look bad. If that's what you're mastered by, Jesus wants to break that area in your life. Maybe you've got an area in your life you just can't say no to. Jesus wants to break that area in your life. I will not be mastered by anything. We are not supposed to be slaves to anything except a slave to the Lord. I am the Lord's and he is mine. I will not be mastered by anything. 
Lord Jesus, I just feel impressed in my heart this morning. This is a reality. This right here, what I'm talking about right now, it, this is the right word for right now. I'll not be mastered by anything. You know. I know. I know the things that I tend to be mastered by. You know the things you tend to be mastered by. And if God is speaking, listen, it is for freedom that Jesus has set us free. He that the Son sets free is what? Free indeed. Jesus is the one who set us free. Paul said, since he has set me free, I'll not be mastered again by anything. Well, some of you, there's things God's wanting to do in your life, but you're being mastered by something else. Jesus. That's it, folks. I'm telling you, as sure as I know anything, that's the word right now. If you didn't hear anything else I said today, you need to hear that today. God's speaking to that. Some of us in this room, I don't know who. I'll not be mastered by anything. Jesus wants to set you free. Jesus wants to set you free. Jesus is tired of seeing you drug back again. Jesus is tired of seeing the ball and chain attached to your life. Jesus is, oh, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, he wants to set you free. I curse the spirit of pornography in the name of Jesus. I curse the spirit of lust in the mind in the name of Jesus. You just keep getting drugged back into the same old muck and mire in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I curse the spirit of lying. I curse the spirit of falsehood in the name of Jesus. I take authority over that lying spirit in the name of Jesus. We declare, we rob you of your power today in the name of Jesus Christ. You have no authority here. 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 Mm, in Jesus' name, we curse that foul spirit. We curse that lying spirit in Jesus' name. Jesus wants you to be free. You'll not be mastered by lying. You'll not be mastered by falsehood. You'll not be mastered any longer. Those will be the days behind you. You'll not be mastered by covering up things in your life. Jesus wants to declare you free in the name of Jesus. He wants to charter a new course for your life. He wants to charter a new thing. All oh, the old is gone. He wants to do something new in you today in the name of Jesus. We break every curse, every spirit that has set itself against you that has, has brought a curse on your life to keep you mastered. The lies that have said you'll never be free. The enemy's lies that have said you'll always walk this way. The lies of the enemy that has always said this is what you'll be known for. Jesus, you're the one who writes my story. You're the one who writes the story of every person. In the Woo! You are the author of our story. Not the enemy. You are the creator, Lord. You are the creator of our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ. I will not be mastered by anything. I'll not be mastered by anything. I'll not be mastered by anything. Some of you in your spirit, just quietly, right where you're at, you need to begin saying that. I'll not be mastered by anything. I'll not be mastered by anything. I will not be mastered by anything. I choose God's way for my life. I choose God's story for my life. I choose not what I used to be, but who I am in Jesus Christ. I choose today God's path for me. I choose God's plan for me in the name of Jesus. Father, begin to break chains. Begin to break chains. God, I pray you will break the chains so strong they can't be repaired again. I pray, God, it will not be I'm free for today. I pray you will be free indeed in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name above every name. The name with all power. The name with all authority. I will not be mastered by 
anything in Jesus' name. Declare it over your life. I will not be mastered. Just around the room, begin to out loud declare that with me. Everyone in the room, just declare, I will not be mastered by anything. Declare it again. I will not be mastered by anything. In Jesus' name, I will not be mastered by anything. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, 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 I'll not be mastered by anything. I'll not be mastered by anything. I'll not be mastered by anything in Jesus' name. In this room, if you say, I want to walk in complete freedom in Him and not be mastered by anything, would you stand to your feet? You say, I don't want to be mastered by anything, but I want to walk in the freedom that Jesus Christ has declared over my life. I won't be mastered by anything. I'm going to live in the story he wrote for me. He's the author of my story. He's the author of my story. He's the author of my story. All the days of my life are written in his book, not the enemy's book. In his book, all the days of my life were written before one of them came to be because he's the author of my life. He's the author of my heart. He's the author of everything about me. I will not be mastered by anything in the name of Jesus. I will not be mastered by anything in the name of Jesus. I will not be mastered by anything. I will not be mastered by anything. I will not be mastered by anything. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus right where you're at. Friend, I just encourage you, if there's some things the Lord's been speaking to your heart about, just you and the Lord right now, just begin to renounce those things. I renounce lying. I renounce falsehood. I renounce anything I've been mastered. Renouncing, oh Jesus. We, oh, some of you right now, you need to renounce pornography. You need to renounce the, the stronghold that lust has had on your mind and your heart. You haven't been able to have a clean mind for a lot of years. Your mind has been wrapped up with lust and pornography. There are images in your head. The enemy is planted there in the name of Jesus Christ. I believe today you will have a sound mind. You'll have a clean mind. You'll have a pure mind, a holy mind, a righteous mind in the name of Jesus. Whatever it is that has mastered you. The spirit of gossip, you will not master us any longer. The spirit of falsehood, you will not master us anymore. Oh, Jesus, the spirit of anxieties and worries, you will not master me anymore. The spirit of food and the, the attachment that food, the solace that I find in food, no longer in Jesus' name. No longer in Jesus' name. No longer in Jesus' name. These things will no longer master me. They will not master me. They will not master me. I renounce them in the name of Jesus. I renounce every lie. I renounce every falsehood. I renounce everything the enemy's ever said. I renounce the words, I'll never be free. I renounce the words, I'll never be clean. I renounce the words, I'll never be hopeful. I renounce the words that says, I'll never have peace in my mind. I renounce the words that said, I'll never have a good night's sleep again. I renounce the words of the enemy that my my body is racked with pain and discouragement. I renounce those words in the name of Jesus. For you are a liar and the father of all lies. The name of Jesus, we declare freedom in this house in the name of Jesus. Freedom in the presence of the Lord. Freedom in the Spirit of the Lord. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Say that with me. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. In the name of Jesus. 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 
In the name of Jesus, those who are with us are more than those who are against us. Oh, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I speak the blessing. I speak the blessing of a sound mind. In the name of Jesus, I speak the blessing of a sound mind. Blessing of a sound mind. I speak the blessing of a peaceful mind over your life today. In the name of Jesus, hmm, doubt and fear, you have no place here right now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, I speak the blessing of a sound and a peaceful I speak the blessing of a quieted mind. Mm. Quieted in the name of Jesus in the air of your mind. I speak the blessing of a holy and a righteous and a pure mind in Jesus' name. I speak the blessing of truth over you. Oh. Father, in Jesus' name, I speak the blessing of truth. Your life, you will be known by truth. Truth will exemplify your life. Truth will be the testimony of your life in the name of Jesus. I speak the blessing of freedom over you in the name of Jesus. What you have not known, you will know in the name of Jesus. This has been a time of sowing. There is a time of reaping in the name of Jesus. Your best days are not behind you, but your best days are before you in the Lord. The best days are ahead of you in the word of the Lord. The best days are ahead of you in prayer with the Lord. The best days are ahead of you in your walk with the Lord. Oh, in the name of Jesus, I speak the blessing of the Lord over your life today. 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 Right now in the name of Jesus, friend, right now with heads bowed, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, you'll say, Pastor, I, I, I don't have a relationship with Jesus. Maybe some of you are here today and and, and you are away from the Lord today. And the Lord's been talking to you. You're here today because you said inside yourself, I need to get back into God's house. I need to get back into church. The Lord's been dealing with your heart. The Lord's been dealing with your heart. Friend, if that's you, just right where you're at, in your own simple way, just begin to call the Lord. Listen, this is not a hard thing. Lord, just forgive us right now, we pray in Jesus' name. Lord, would you forgive me of all my sin? Lord, I want you to be the Lord of my life. I want you to be my Savior. I want to be yours. I believe that you died and rose again for me. I believe, Jesus, you gave your life that I could be set free. Friend, I encourage you to just pray that right now from your heart. Just, just talk to him right now. He's in this room. He's right here with you. He brought you here today for this moment. Lord, I thank you that you're at work. I thank you that you're at work. I thank you that you'll work in our lives. Thank you, Lord. And Father, I just ask that you'll be with us. And Lord, I pray as a church that you'll just uh, keep leading us, keep guiding us. Lord, as we're praying and fasting these 21 days, I pray spiritual enlightenment. I pray in the name of Jesus, you will cause our spiritual sensitivity God, I pray we'll begin to hear you speak to us like we've not heard in a really long time. Oh, I pray, God, that our love and our passion, our zeal for you, God, would begin to burn brighter, higher, hotter than we've ever known it before. Lord, just want to know you more. Just want to know you more. Lord, I just pray these things in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen, amen. This morning, I want to encourage you a couple things before you leave. I want to encourage you that if you didn't get a, a prayer and fasting guide, I encourage you to get one. Uh, they'll be back in the back. I want to encourage you to join together with us this Wednesday. 
I believe there is a profound uh, power that comes when the church is unified. And uh, when we come together, you know, then Thursday and Tuesday this week, as the Lord leads you in your fasting, whatever, do that. I just want to welcome you to come and do that with us. If you can't do a complete fast because of physical hurdles on Wednesday, I encourage you to do something. Don't say, well, I can't do it, so I'm not going to, I, you know, I'm not a part of it. I can't do that. You are a part of it. And so just do what you can. And then I want to invite you to come uh, Wednesday night from 7 to 8 for a time of prayer and worship together. We're just going to seek the Lord together. Uh, the, the whole service is going to be characterized uh, by prayer. So that's what we're going to do the whole night, okay? Um, may the Lord bless you today. Oh, may his favor go before you. May this week you know the depth of his love and his compassion for you. May you be reminded today that you are the apple of his eye. <laughs> you are his chosen and you are his cherished ones. He loves you with an everlasting love. May you be reminded this week he will never, ever give up on you. We love you all. God bless you today. May the joy of the Lord always be your strength. Have a great day. We'll see you all Wednesday night. Don't forget your prayer, guys. God bless you all. God bless you all.